Welcome to the best part of your day, the podcast assisting you to live your best life and reach your goals, helping to build the community of people who have decided that easy will no longer suffice, and discussing all things health and wellness to enrich your world and make you better. Now, your host, a physical therapist and board-certified orthopedic specialist that works to help those with injuries return to their best self, the owner of CrossFit Backward Arrow in Abilene, Texas, Josh Boynton. Hi. Welcome to the best part of your day. My name is Josh Boynton, and I am the owner of CrossFit Backward Arrow, in Abilene, Texas. On this podcast, I like to discuss health, wellness, fitness, injuries, nutrition, and any other topics that may be relevant to the health and wellness lifestyle and improving your health and wellness to allow you to live your best life. On today's episode, I would love to discuss supplements. It is a new year and people are working really hard trying to accomplish their goals and inevitably the question comes up, what supplements should I be taking? So on today's episode, I really want to discuss supplements, what they do, which ones are best and what we should be looking for within a supplement to know if we should be taking it or not. So let's get started. First of all, I want to say that no matter what supplements you're taking, you cannot and will not out-supplement a bad diet. A supplement is just that. It is a supplement to what you're already taking in. A lot of people think that they can eat whatever they want and just take a few supplements and still get the results that they're really hoping for. Some people will say that the results that they're getting are the ones that they're hoping for, but I really kind of think that they're fooling themselves. So, keep in mind that the supplements that I'm discussing, I'm really talking about using in conjunction with a good diet. Now, if you don't know what diet to use or to to eat, go ahead and look at episode three where I talk about nutrition. And I'll try to have a link to it uh, in the notes and the description of this podcast so that you can reference back to that. I talk about the type of diet that I think is the best for achieving the widest range of goals and what you should be eating so that your supplements are just that, a supplement rather than a patch. Okay, let's get started. The first supplement that I want to discuss today is whey protein. This is a very, very common supplement that many, many people take. I've taken it. It is probably the most common supplement that people take. Whey protein comes from milk and cheese production. So as they're separating milk into into its different parts, 
one of the ways that it gets separated out is with whey. And so what they do is they, it comes from the watery part of milk and they take that and they, they burn off all the water and what's left is a protein that is called whey. Um, you actually have an opportunity to eat whey just on its own. If you are getting some yogurt, especially yogurt that's been sitting for a while, and you open it up and you notice there's some water on top of the yogurt, that is actually whey. Um, most of us just go ahead and dump all that out, including myself. I didn't realize that it was whey until I was doing some some research for this particular podcast, but it is whey, and so we're actually dumping out probably the best part of the yogurt. Now, again, I say that, if you don't know why I say that, you should go listen to episode three, where I talk about dairy and the ways that it is less than ideal for our body, and we should probably be avoiding it a little bit more than we currently do in our American society. So, back to whey. A lot of people take whey to add protein to their diet. And usually they're able to add between 20 and 50 grams per serving of whey. Protein is an essential building block of muscle growth, and so our body uses it to build muscles, especially as they get broken down through exercise and maybe some athletic events or um, could be broken down over some systemic diseases that we have. So taking away is a good way, (laughs) no pun intended, to, to stimulate some muscle growth and, and give your body something to use to really grow some muscle with. Let's talk about when you should take this. Whey is generally ideally taken when you have some type of protein deficiency within your current diet. So what I mean by that is, for some reason, you are not taking in enough protein in your diet, then it would be ideal to start considering taking some supplemental protein. If you're already taking enough protein in your diet and then you add whey, really there's not been shown to be any benefit in research that whey is beneficial in building even more muscle. So the bottom line is your body can only use a certain amount of protein and will only be able to use a certain amount of protein in a given period of time, usually a day. So taking more just really kind of makes you pee really expensive pee. You end up just processing it out of your body. Your kidneys filter it out and you just, it it goes to waste. So whey protein is important if you're not getting enough protein in your current diet. So that's a really, really good part of whey. Uh, It could be a really, really beneficial thing for maybe, um, we'll say vegetarians because vegans aren't going to use whey to my knowledge. Um, but vegetarians may use whey to, 
to supplement their protein intake because it is really, really difficult to take in enough protein on plants alone. Now, there are a few downsides to whey. First of all, it is a very, very common supplement. So there's a lot of different things out there, which means that in order to make it taste better and the fact that it's a supplement and not a food or a drug, it is not very well regulated. That means that a lot of people can add a lot of different things in to kind of make it taste better. Um, so there's generally th three flavors of whey, but there can be infinite number of others. The more sweet and sugar and other things that are added into whey, the more things that your body is going to have to process out. So keep that in mind. Look at a label when you are looking at your supplement and that should give you a decent idea about how to how to choose what supplements you take we will talk about reading labels on a different podcast i'm hoping to have somebody on that is very educated regarding reading labels and I think that will be an excellent podcast so keep your eyes and ears open for that one the next kind of bad thing is and I I referenced it earlier is that it comes from milk so for those of us that are lactose intolerant or have reactions to milk products this would be yet another thing that would be problematic for us as we take it into our diet and then finally the i mentioned it before the bad the last bad is it does not really help if you are already getting enough protein in your diet all right so that covers whey like i said that's probably the most used product i don't really endorse whey very much for uh, the fact that we should be taking in all of the protein that we need in our diet, and it's a milk product. So let's move on to the next supplement. The next supplement that I want to talk about is creatine. So creatine has long been thought of as a performance supplement, and, and I would agree that it is. I think that creatine will help your performance in the gym, but it's not necessarily going to assist you in burning more calories or you know looking better naked unless you're spending the right time in the gym so let's talk about creatine what happens is our muscle uses a type of fuel called atp so this atp is stored in our muscle and gets used when we exercise especially when we exercise with high intensity and short durations. So say you're lifting a, a weight really, really fast or you're running really, really fast. The primary energy that's used is called ATP. As ATP gets used, it is it goes into a form called ADP. So when ATP becomes ADP, it's not really available for energy anymore. 
Creatine binds to ADP in your muscle to make that an energy source that your muscles can use again. So the idea is that when you have creatine in your muscle, there's actually more energy for you to do more work. So that's why people would use creatine. And what it allows them to do is it allows them to run a little bit faster for a little bit longer, or it lets them get a rep or two more in before they run out of energy in their muscle. So the idea is that their muscle gets worked a little bit more and that they build more muscle. Creatine is actually a naturally occurring substance in your body. Your body naturally makes creatine um, generally from eating meat. So there's nothing unusual or unnatural about taking creatine into your into your diet as a supplement. I've taken creatine before and I noticed a pretty significant increase in the amount of work that I was able to do. So, like I said, creatine, it helps you out in the gym and the benefits really are uh, a little bit more muscle growth because you're able to work that muscle a little bit more. Uh, lean body mass improvements, so that means that your, your muscles improve. You're able to improve your high-intensity performance, um, kind of high-intensity and short duration. So this is really good for sprinters and power lifters and those of us who are looking to improve our strength overall. The downside to creatine, there's been many, 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 many studies that have been done on creatine and there really has not been found to be a downside of creatine use. Uh, early on when creatine was first being studied, people thought, well, maybe it's bad for your kidneys or maybe it causes muscle spasms. Um, you do retain a little bit of water when you're, when you're supplementing with creatine, but on the whole, there's really not been any bad that has ever been found through all the studies that are examining the use of creatine. So, if you are working out using high intensity or heavy weight, creatine may be a really, really good supplement for you to use. Okay, let's move on and let's talk about a supplement that I think that everybody should be taking unless you are eating enough fish and that is called fish oil. So I think we've all heard of fish oil, although we don't really know what we may not know what it is doing or what it entails. So let me clear the air on that. Fish oil is combined or consists of EPA and DHA, which are really, really long words that I'm really glad that they shortened into letters. But EPA and DHA, as well as another substance called ALA, form our omega-3 fatty acids. And basically, our omega-3 fatty acids function as an anti-inflammatory. Now, Fish oil usually only includes EPA and DHA because your body can make ALA from the other two. These 
supplements must come from food. They must be eaten because our body can't make them at all. Okay? So, these fatty acids help with brain function and growth development. There is some controversy on taking fish oil because most of the research shows that the best fish oil comes from eating actual fish. Now, we can talk about what types of fish and where to get it and those things in future podcasts than I plan on it. But because it's a supplement, it's not as bioavailable as it is when you just eat the fish itself. There is a lot of research out there to suggest that fish oil helps us to avoid cancer and cardiovascular diseases. It improves brain function and many, many other problems that we have as a result of maybe not eating the right things. So fish oil can be a great supplement for you to take to be sure that you are actually living your best life. Now, there's not a lot of evidence out there to suggest that fish oil is going to help with weight loss or anything crazy like that. But what fish oil does help with is ensuring that your body is in tip-top shape by functioning as an anti-inflammatory. All right? So fish oil is one of those things that I think everybody should be taking. The higher the quality, the better which generally the higher quality is going to be a little bit more expensive, or we should just be eating more fish because it's delicious anyways. All right, let's move on to our next our next supplement, and it's called nitric oxide, or you'll see it as NO for short, especially on the, the shelves of the supplement aisle. <clears throat> In the, I think it was the 80s and 90s, nitric oxide was kind of discovered as being an important ingredient for memory and behavior and for nerve transmission. So uh, it has been studied much, much more in the recent past, and it actually plays a part in your immune function and regulating your blood pressure, and decreasing your inflammation, and improving your endurance and your strength. So nitric oxide is something that has been shown to be a very, very good supplement for us. It has been shown to facilitate exercise and improve blood flow to muscles and decrease the lactic acid buildup that happens with exercise. Because you have less lactic acid buildup, you have an improved recovery, and it has been shown to be really good for those high-intensity workouts, those workouts where you're really working hard, you're breathing hard, there's a lot of buildup of lactic acid in your muscles. Nitric oxide really works well to clear that away and improve your function as you exercise. Now, too much nitric oxide is not necessarily a good thing. 
There are some detriments associated with too much nitric oxide, but generally, if you're following the labels and you take some prior to your workout, most of the time we're going to stay away from those detrimental effects. So nitric oxide can be a good one. Again, notice though that it is really just to help you in the gym. There's not anything that it's not a dietary supplement. And if you have the appropriate diet, you're probably getting enough nitric oxide to get those boosts in immune function and blood pressure regulation and decreased inflammation anyways. I'm talking about supplementing your body with a little bit of nitric oxide to help you improve your performance in the gym or in your workouts a little bit more. Okay, the next supplement that I want to talk about is a very popular supplement called BCAAs or branch chain amino acids. What these are is these are the building blocks of protein. So this supplement is the the elements that protein is made of and you're consuming it in order to be able to build muscle better as well as preserve the muscle that you have. Now, the amino acids that you're taking when you take BCAAs are generally um, leucine, isoleucine, and valine. And these three amino acids, they form about 35% of the muscle protein in your body. So, for every muscle fiber that you have, about 35% of it is made up of those amino acids. Those amino acids are considered essential amino acids, which means they cannot be made by your body. You must consume them. So that's why people take a supplement like a BCAA so that they they can make those or, or they can take in those supplement or those um, amino acids better. Now, here's the deal. If you have a regular diet that is healthy and you're eating enough meats and fish and proteins, then taking in BCAAs is not exactly something that you have to be doing. But branch chain amino acids, they are used a little bit to help fuel your muscle during exercise, especially high intensity exercise. Um, the other thing that it does is it uses that particular fuel, the BCAAs, during exercise. So it actually preserves glycogen in your muscle for after your workout. And that's, that's when the recovery takes place. So really what it does is it assists your muscle and enhances your recovery. So your recovery is a little bit quicker and a little more complete and will drive your next workout. Um, so really you take BCAAs kind of for the next workout, but it helps during the workout that you're in as well. So that's branch chain amino acids in a nutshell. We're going to talk about anabolic steroids here for just a few minutes and discuss how they work. Now, I would never suggest 
taking any type of anabolic steroid without a doctor's consent and oversight because these supplements can can really wreak havoc on your body. So what happens is anabolic steroids are a synthetic hormone that resemble testosterone. So what happens is in your body we have hormones and there's different ones called insulin and cortisol and thyroid hormone and testosterone and estrogen and there's a ton of other hormones but these hormones function like keys in a lock so there can only be a certain shape of key that will work on a certain type of cell and with anabolic steroids what happens is they are shaped like the key of testosterone. So when there's this te- this hormone floating around in your body and it binds with the appropriate lock, the idea is that it increases growth of your lean mass because that's what testosterone does. That's why men are bigger and stronger than m- women because that's what testosterone does. That is why women generally do not get bulky. Even if they're lifting heavy weights, they don't get big and bulky like men do because they don't have the testosterone in their body to support the bulkiness and the the lean mass building that happens with men. So anabolic steroids are really there to improve strength and endurance. Really mostly strength. That's really why they're there is to make that muscle big and strong and to be able to contract really hard one or two times. Anabolic steroids are illegal for anybody that is using them without a doctor's prescription. And because of the serious side effects that steroids have, It is never something that I would recommend anybody take without a doctor's oversight. Okay, done with anabolic steroids. I hope I answered some questions. I don't think that many people are actually doing anabolic steroids. I just like to cover it because it is usually a topic where there are some questions that arise. So I'm just hoping to answer questions on that particular topic. The last supplement that I want to talk about is one that's very interesting to me. It's one that I've discovered here in the recent past, and that is a substance called HMB. So HMB stands for hydroxymethylbutyrate, and I'm pretty sure I'm saying that wrong, but... This has been a supplement that has been shown to be important in muscle health. And what this supplement does is it actually decreases the breakdown of your muscle that you have when you're exercising. So it helps to build, but really maintain and repair muscle. So because your muscle does not get broken down as much, then it makes it easier for your body to build more muscle. They actually discovered HMB and started testing it on cancer patients. So as cancer patients would undergo chemotherapy treatment, 
they would experience a significant breakdown in muscle, both mass and um, size and function. So they started experimenting, and the patients that would take HMB, they would not have near as much muscle mass loss as the ones that did not take it. So they thought that was interesting. They started testing it in athletes, and sure enough, the same thing happened. It it stopped the breakdown of muscle, and it improved strength and endurance gains and lean mass gains because it decreased the amount of muscle damage after training. It decreased their recovery time, and it improved their their muscle building. So, HMB is something that I have taken in the past, and I noticed significant differences in how sore I was. This is something that I think has been a game changer for a lot of people, because if you are not as sore when you go into the gym, you're going to work out a little harder, which means that you're going to make more gains and those gains you're not going to be quite as sore from, so you'll be able to work out a little bit harder still. And, um, yeah, it just does a great job to help build strength and endurance. I noticed an increase in my strength, but like I said, I noticed a significant decrease in how sore I was. So, because of that, I actually sell HMB at my gym. It's something that... I don't think many other gyms are doing, um, which is okay. That's not a big deal. But it's something that I think has helped my my members to really reach and strive and achieve their goals a little bit more because they're not as sore. So they'll push just a little bit harder and know that they're not going to be quite as sore from that particular extra push. So, if you have questions about HMB, let me know, reach out to me, and I would be happy to discuss it with you. Um, I'm currently taking HMB, and I love it. I feel great, and it makes my workouts even better. So, I will continue to take it. Okay, that concludes our talk on supplements. I hope that I have shed some light on this subject for you, and I hope that you also realize that, again, you cannot out-supplement a bad diet. Your diet should be the key, and a supplement should just be a, a filler or used specifically for productivity in the gym during your workouts. So keep that in mind as you go forward. Feel free to reach out. Look for us on the internet, www.backwardarrowcf.com. Also look for us on Facebook or Instagram. Leave us a message. We'd be happy to get back to you. I'm happy to answer any questions that you have. Again, I'm Josh Boynton. I'm the owner of CrossFit Backward Arrow in Abilene, Texas. And this has been the best part of your day. 
I hope you have a great day, everyone.